Hey everybody, this is Paul with Look, Listen, Love. Uh, we're just all working together to try to become better followers of Jesus. Um, this is my very first week, very first podcast, very first attempt, so I'm not really sure how good this is going to be, but bear with me. Um, if you're willing to grow with me, I'm willing to grow with you. So uh, listen in, hit subscribe, and let's become more consistent followers of Jesus. Love you guys. Hey everybody, it's Paul. Welcome to this show. Um, I don't really know what's going to happen. This is the first time I've ever tried doing any kind of podcast or uh, vlog, if you will. I'm not even sure they call it that anymore. Um, but anyway, I, um, I have a few things on uh, YouTube under Just Paul Y'all. Um, I say y'all a lot, so... And my name is Paul and it rhymes with y'all. So I decided to try to be clever, but I'll probably change it. But anyway, so you can check it out at uh, Just Paul Y'all on YouTube. Um, you can actually go to looklisten.love. Um, it's the website where you can read blogs and um, check out other things that we've got going on. But I just wanted to share a little bit today uh, what's been on my heart for really a number of years and um, probably won't even really be able to get it all um, talked about in this one particular recording. But anyway, I uh, I have just been wanting to sit down and talk through a little bit of just my heart for the body of Christ. Um, you know, I didn't always have um, a, a heart of love and humility when it came to the body. I was often judgmental for those people who um, maybe were too legalistic or religious, if you will, or political even, and, uh, or maybe I wasn't as kind to those who didn't necessarily agree with my particular path or theology. Um, but then over the years, you know, I, I began to pray that I would see, hear, and love uh, like Jesus. I, I really, really wanted to to love like him and to see what he sees and hear what he hears. And I, I began to pray that I would, I pray, God, every day I'd wake up, I'm just like, can I see what you see, hear what you hear, and love like you love, and I found out pretty quickly that um, I cannot see or hear like him until I love like him, and honestly, it's it's a love that, that we're always pursuing, um, to have a heart like his, um, but if you want to be more like Jesus, if you want to encounter people the way that he encountered them, um, I would encourage you to pray that you will have his heart. Um, and guys, it's not an easy journey. It actually looks like dying to your flesh, um, which is not a thing that feels great um, because it's actually a journey in humility. It's a journey in sacrificial love. But if you consider just simply the, the simplicity of the gospel, like what did Jesus do? He actually came he was a king of the universe and he came out as a man and a servant and he died for us and so as we begin to pursue a heart that looks like his and and we and we learn to hear like him and to see like him um it is a journey in preferring others over yourself you know i love philippians 2 3 through 5 i'm going to read it real quick um i love it says do not do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Ow. Like, we have so many ideas and opinions. We think that we know. I'm not, maybe you don't. I know that I have thought that I know better. 
than other people. I know that I thought that I had it figured out and that if you didn't agree with me, well, you had some things to learn. But as I pursued the heart of the Father, what I realized is that what I think and what I think I know really have to come into submission to who he is. So let me finish the rest of this scripture. So, so verse 4 says, Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Your attitude should be the same as Jesus' attitude. So just think about that for a minute. Um, what would you say Jesus' attitude is? Like if you're a follower of Jesus, if you believe in Jesus, um, and someone said, what is Jesus' attitude? Well, you can look at the scripture. You can see how you responded. And, uh, and, then, and then I had to ask myself, do I have the same attitude as Jesus? And guys, honestly, um, there are times where he has, he's done a work in me. And there's times whenever I'm like, yes, I responded like Jesus. And then there's times when I'm like, whoa, I am far from it. But it's this, it's this regular, consistent pursuit to be with him and to be like him. As we pursue a life that looks more and more like Jesus, it really is the life of a peacemaker. You know, he says in Matthew 5 in the Beatitudes, which by the way, if you haven't just spent time in the Sermon on the Mount and you're a follower of Jesus, I would encourage you just spend a month in Matthew 5 through 7. Just spend a month in it. Just stop after the Beatitudes and just spend some time studying what that means and then how that applies to who you are and then walk out your front door and practice it as followers of jesus we are to practice the revelation that he gives gives us the scripture and so peacemakers like this idea of being a peacemaker um, and in context of humility it's really considering someone who disagrees with you someone who doesn't see things the way that you see them especially another believer, another brother or sister in Christ, that we should approach them in humility and consider them better than us, more significant than us. And this humility actually brings peace. I've never seen anyone respond in anger or disgust or resentfulness to my humility. Um, typically, when I come with pride or I come with an agenda or I come with what I think is best, it never goes it never goes well like never but if i come in humility considering this person more significant than myself considering what they think how they got to that thought what the thought process was for them when i consider their journey more significant than my journey it always opens a door and an opportunity for unity which unity is the key um, i have such a heart for the body of christ um, like i said earlier i haven't always um, I was actually pretty annoyed with most of us, and um, but but Jesus has done something to me. Um, as I pursued His heart, He actually gave me His heart for His people. He gave me His heart for His creation, and I specifically have a heart for followers of Jesus. I want us to be healthy and whole. I think the key to um, making an impact on our neighborhood, our society, whatever it is, wherever you feel called to do. You know, I think a lot of times I've been involved in church churches i've been in church my whole life and um and you know it's always like we want to change the city and we see things in the city that don't line up with what the kingdom of heaven looks like 
and and all the while we aren't making a difference because our life doesn't line up with what the kingdom of heaven looks like and the kingdom of heaven is peacemakers meek considering others more significant than ourselves. Um, the enemy has tried to, to cause us to be offended we're offended by people who don't agree with us we're offended by people who have different political um, alliances we're offended by people who don't interpret scripture the same way that we interpret it we're offended by people who don't look like us don't dress like us don't believe like us but the reality is is that jesus is coming for a spotless bride and and and, and he's and every time i look when i look throughout the new testament every time the church grew every time um people were drawn to jesus it started in this place of unity in his body and then miracles happened and the church expanded the the for us as believers it's important that we work to be in unity and i don't necessarily mean agree like we don't have to agree on everything we, but we need to be in unity with one another not offended by each other but to walk each walk things out or to bear each other's burdens it's literally what we're called to do and so um i just want to encourage you um i don't know how this how this uh this podcast is going to play out um again i'm not experienced at it i just basically hit record um, I plugged a microphone into my computer and I hit record. I don't even have a very good back. I mean, you can see my bird back there. Um, so I don't know. Um, you know, as we do this, we grow and learn together. That's really what it's all about. I'm growing and I'm learning um, more and more um, about Jesus and how he relates to me and how he relates to us and how he relates to you through me and how he relates through you to me. Um, we are helping each other grow. That's Ephesians 4. Um, each of us doing our part to help the others grow. Um, as believers and followers of Jesus, we're supposed to help each other become the fullest expression of who we were created to be. It's actually helping someone um, become a disciple. We're discipling people to become a disciple of Jesus, to become someone who makes disciples, because it's what we're called to do. As believers, we're actually called to make disciples. And that doesn't look like forcing our will or our way. It actually looks like washing feet, serving and dying to ourself, dying to our agenda, dying to what we think is right. And uh, and I just want to pray for the body right now and pray for you if you're listening to this, that if there's any offense that has caused division or separation between you and another brother or a sister, another a follower of Jesus, that you would stop what you're doing and go to them. And even if you don't think you did anything wrong, but you know they're offended by you, the Bible says for you to drop your offering at the altar and go make things right. It's actually more important for you to make things right. Reconciliation is more important for you than to finish what you think is this most important offering that you're putting before the Lord. Um, so stop it. Go make things right. Even if you didn't do anything wrong. I have had people that are upset with me. I didn't think I did anything wrong. And I'm kind of like, that's on you. You know, you, I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, you're just upset with me because I'm being me. But that's not what the Bible says. What it says is if you are giving your offering at the altar and you know and you remember that someone is offended by you. This is Paul a phrase, by the way. You can look it up. Um, I'll put the scripture in the, in the notes. But um, to drop what you're doing and go make things right. That's... It's, it's so important. You know, the, the law was summed up. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Like, that's it. 
love, people. Reconciliation is the message of the cross. He reconciled our sins with his life, and we are reconciling with people with ours. We're sacrificing ourselves, our agenda, and we're coming into a place that represents Jesus in every area we go. If you want to make an impact in your family, if you want to make an impact in your workplace, if you want to make an impact in your neighborhood, if you want to see things in your city shift to look more like the kingdom of heaven, it isn't about banning things. It isn't about getting rid of things that don't look like heaven. It's like it's about you looking like heaven. It's like it's about you walking into to a situation. You are the Jesus character in the story. You're the Jesus character. Like if we were still writing the Bible, you would be the disciple that's walking in and you're bringing an atmosphere change because of the way that you're approaching people, because you're only doing what you see Jesus do and you're only saying what you hear Jesus say. He is, um, he's the example, you know, I, uh, I think about whenever Jesus sent out the disciples to, um, he sent them out to preach and to perform miracles and they had never done it. Like they were just watching Jesus all this time. Um, heal people, raise people from the dead. He he preached the Sermon on the Mount. And then he tells them to go, pair up and go. And uh, all they knew to do was what they had seen Jesus do. And all they knew to say was what they'd heard him say. You know, we've got 2,000 plus years of theology and doctrine that we've built out of our understanding of the scripture. But the simplicity is, what did Jesus do and say? He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He set the captive free. He shared the good news. What if that's what we did? What if that's what we did? What if we humbly approached everyone just with this gospel of love and redemption and salvation? I just, again, I pray for the body. I want for the body to grow and to be in unity. I want everyone that's a believer to actually um, become a follower. I know it doesn't sound, this doesn't sound like great theology, but the reality is, is I'm starting to wonder if there's a difference between a believer and a follower. Because um, honestly, the Bible says that even the devil believes, like even the demons believe, um, but they aren't following. And I don't want to just be someone who says, yeah, I know Jesus. I want to be someone who says I follow him. Like he's the teacher. He's the rabbi. He's the master. And I'm the student. I'm the disciple. And disciples act like their teacher. It's all they know. So I just want to encourage you. Like as you are devoted to the, the Bible. You know the earlier church it says in Acts 2.42. You know they were devoted to the apostles teaching. Which again we don't have. Because uh, there's no apostles left. Nobody that actually walked with Jesus um, in human form is alive. But we have their teachings in the scripture, the New Testament, the letters, the gospels, the stories of Jesus. And so they were devoted to the apostles teaching. And, and I, I feel like we have to be devoted to the scripture. You have to spend time in the word. If you're not spending time in the word, um, how is God talking to you? Because, yeah, I believe that he'll talk to you through the, through the Holy Spirit. I think he'll reveal things to us. I do believe in that. But I also believe that it has to line up with the Scripture. And so if you're not writing it on the tablets of your heart, you don't know the Scripture. And um, I've been there. I've been there. I've been in my life where I wasn't consistently reading the Bible, wasn't consistently allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to me through the Scripture. But I will tell you, if you'll just stop... 
you know, if you can give 30 minutes a day out of your whole day, 24 hours, let's say you're sleeping 10 of those, which is a lot, which I doubt you're sleeping that much, but let's say you are, let's say you're sleeping 10 hours. So now you have 14 hours, you got to work eight of those. And so really now you're down to six hours. What are you doing with those six hours? Can you give up 30 minutes of those hours? And really it's probably more like you have eight hours of waking out, waking time that you're not working and that you're not sleeping. So within that 10 hour period, how much time can you devote to the scripture, to prayer? You know, I believe that there, uh, it's very important. The early church, it was devoted to the scripture, devoted to the teaching, sorry. Prayer, fellowship, breaking of bread. Like it's so important to be in community. It's so important to, to be in the scripture. And it's so important to pray because the Holy Spirit reveals himself to you. He'll guide you. He'll give you strategy. He'll give you answers. Um, and all of that is born out of intentional intimacy with the Father. Like actually setting down, you know, find a chair in a room. I know in my life, people say I went to the prayer closet. Um, I've never actually done that, but maybe I should. But I've got a chair that I go down to in my office and I sit in it. And sometimes I just sit there and I just thank the Father for all that he's done in my life. Sometimes I don't even feel like it. Like I don't even feel like things are that good. I'm like, man, it's been a rough day or things aren't going great with my wife or my kids and I are arguing. and But the reality is, is none of that phases him. Like he's good. And uh, so I just thank him. I rejoice in him. And then uh, I open up my Bible and I'll just, I'll just read for a minute. And I'll just ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to me. And oftentimes, most often, um, something stands out to me. And it really is a piece of uh, wisdom that I get out of the scripture. And, and inevitably, um, after that revelation is processed and I apply it to my life, I will always meet someone who's going through the same thing. You will always run into someone who needs what the Lord has given you. That's the whole thing. He gives to us and then we give it away. And so if you want to make an impact, you have to have something to give. It's always about giving. The kingdom is about giving. And so I just want to encourage you, spend time in the scripture Spend time in prayer. Spend time in fellowship. You got to have people around you who are encouraging you to become everything that you were created to be. Um, it's so important to have community um, and not to be alone or isolated. So uh, I know uh, I've said a lot. There's a lot of different, I went several different places. I'm sorry. There's so many things in my head and in my heart. But I think if I was just to sum everything up, I just want to say I really, really love the body of Christ. And, and I, my hope for this podcast is that um, we will grow together, that, that we can encourage each other to step into the calling that we have in the places that we are, like the places that we are in our homes, obviously, first and foremost in your home and in your neighborhood. Like what, what's your reputation in your neighborhood? Like what do the neighbors think about you? Because I would imagine that if we're the Jesus character and Jesus lived in our house, what would they be saying about him? Because that's who we are. Um, again, this may sound sacrilegious to you and controversial, but the reality is, is that Jesus in the flesh is not walking around our neighborhood. His spirit is in us. And with his spirit in us, then we become the Jesus character. We're the ones that are impacting our neighborhood and our city. And so I would just encourage you, like, really ask the Father to uh, reveal where there might be offense in your heart 
that's keeping you from becoming the follower of him that he that you need to be to make the impact that you feel called to make. Um, don't let this be another year where we talk about all that we're going to do or all that we see or all that we want to do for Jesus. And then another year passes and we do nothing. First Corinthians 4.20 says the kingdom of heaven is not talk. It's power. And power gets things done. It's time for us to get stuff done. And it's going to take all of us together, devoted to the scripture, devoted to prayer, devoted to each other. Um, thanks for taking time out to listen to this. Like I said, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't even know if this microphone's working. Um, but I probably should stop it for now. And uh, and I love you guys. I'm praying for you. I just pray right now that God would reveal to you areas um, that he's trying to reveal his heart to you. I just pray that he would soften your heart for those who his heart, his heart is soft for. And I pray that as he gives you his heart, that he would give you his eyes, that he would give you his ears, and that you would hear the things that he hears, and that you would see the things that he sees, and that he would reveal to you exactly who he created you to be, your circle of influence, and who you're to be in that circle of influence. I just pray that we would be set free from offense, um, and that we would be full of humility. In Jesus' name, amen. Like I said, you can go to justpaulyall.com um, or check out looklisten.love. Uh, love you guys, and uh, if this works out, maybe I'll do another one. Have a great day.